Welcome to Flock Out, the official podcast of Beyond the Flock Media, where company owner Chris Dolan and media professional Christina Yanata engage in dialogues about the creative process, their love of films, and making your entrepreneurial ambitions a reality. Often we are joined by guests who consist of both clients of Beyond the Flock Media's services, as well as collaborators who have worked with Chris or Christina. The conversation is free-flowing, starting with an exploration of the guests' history and inspirations, and then we flock out to who knows where. Today's guest is Abner Valdez, star of Beyond the Flock Media's first feature film, Bloom. Abner is a local New England actor who also has many other creative pursuits, including producing music. We are honored to welcome Abner to the show. Hey, Abner, how's it going today? Hey, guys. Hey, thank you for having me. Everything's good. Everything's good. So um, how did you become interested in acting? Um, Was that something that you always wanted to do? Is it something that you stumbled upon? Um, How Um, I became interested in acting. Um, It was something that started in elementary school for me. Um, I tried out for the Martin Luther King play they did at school and um, actually uh, ended up being Martin Luther King. Nice. I did the uh, I Have a Dream speech, which was pretty awesome. Cool. Um, From there, it went on to middle school, doing like middle school plays. You know, I've always loved uh, watching movies and kind of breaking them down. That's just how, mm-hmm. how my mind has always worked when it comes to movies and stuff, how, how they do it. And I was always interested in like, because I always did plays, but I never did like a film. So I was in, always interested in that aspect. And it wasn't until after college, many years after, that I wanted to pursue it. And that's something that I did. So it was, it was pretty fun. My first audition, I remember my first audition. I was nervous like everybody, but um, it was fun. It was something that... Um, you know, I was nervous. Um, I actually ended up getting the part, which was pretty cool. Okay. So from there, I was like, well, maybe this is something that I, I should be doing. When you started to get more involved with music, was that in high school or did you start to dabble with that in middle school too? Uh, wow. Um, yeah, I've, man, I've been involved with music my whole life, pretty much. Oh, okay. uh, since I was like five or six, I used, to, uh, I used to sing in church, play instruments in church. And... Um, then I developed, um, when I was about 13, an ear for like, you know, making beats and instrumentals and music. So I kind of went down that route at 13, um, started with a program that I still use to this day uh, called FL Studio. Started with FL Studio Fruity 5. Loops. Yeah, Fruit Loop <laughs> Studios, yeah. And um, just started from there, just, uh, you know, learning about the program and how to like put the beats together. And, and then I pursued a... Um, music production degree in college oh, wow. so that's something that I actually did and I've just been doing that ever since you know so I love it man when it comes to music it's something that's always been a passion of mine just like acting you know I, I try to do many things just to stay occupied and you know you know not have uh, not have so many other things going on I just do it like right now I'm, I'm doing um, MMA training you know, just for like um, staying in shape. I also hit the gym. So just try to stay active with everything, you know. Uh, on, the, on the filmmaking side, um, is there any um, uh, filmmakers, directors, actors that you were really engaged with or you found yourself um, really pursuing um, their actors. work? Actors. 
Yes, actors. Um, I really like uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, there you go. You know, um, I like Denzel Washington. I like Johnny Depp. Um, Denzel Washington, I feel like it's somebody that um, he really takes his craft serious. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I, I really, I really liked. And, you know, he does, he doesn't act like Johnny Depp acts different, right? He does different, way different characters like, you know, Edward Scissorhand or, or like um, Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff like that. Um, Vin, um, Denzel Washington tries to stay within like, you know, the realm of reality almost, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, he could play different characters too in, in that aspect. So I, I, I like that Denzel stays in that whole reality realm and um, Johnny Depp stays way out of the element and something else that you can't even imagine. So that's pretty awesome too, you know? Yeah, Denzel, I, um, I can definitely sense like an everyman about him. It almost, I mean, something yeah. about him, I mean, he's in like a lot of action movies. I guess you could say it's uh, similar to like, like Bruce Willis or something. Like he's always played, mm-hmm. he always plays like an everyman, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, I feel like sometimes it's something yeah. that you know men try to try to be almost you know like yeah. that manly man that's like yeah. always trying to just be that action hero or something so you know that's when it comes to acting that's probably one of my inspirations and not only that he's done films you know that actually touch your heart exactly like yeah. um, there was one that he did uh, man on fire mm-hmm. when he tries to save the little girl so you see the whole yep. assassin you know killer aspect but he has a heart you know and um he saves a little girl at the end or whatever spoiler alert if anybody <laughs> hasn't seen that movie when but, um uh, yeah when you're looking for roles abner um i mean do you look for people that are relatable and maybe grounded in some way are those the type of roles that you usually go for or like i do actually yeah. i do i do actually like going for those type of roles mm-hmm. um but i also don't mind you know doing other things, yeah. you know, like other aspects of acting or whatever, like, you know, maybe the, the, the secondary guy that just has a few lines, you know, just to get, get into that role, like, you know, or, um, you know, a lot of times when I, um, I guess when I find, try to find auditions, I kind of like going for like, you know, the action guy or like somebody that's in the mix or, you know, the bad guy, you know, um, yeah, but I don't mind. I don't. I don't really mind playing anything. Really, just something that I feel that I can, I guess, relate to in a way, or I've seen in my life. You know, mm-hmm. um, just because I think if if it's something that I can't relate to or something that I haven't seen, it's gonna be that much more difficult. And um, I do like to challenge myself, so maybe that's something that I'll try later on down yeah. the line. Um, Chris, did you have another question or? Yeah, Abner, what's the meaning of life? No, no, go ahead. Go <laughs> <in> the <room. laughs> oh, <God. laughs> to, leave, to leave your legacy behind. There you, know? you go. Yeah, Chris through likes your, to throw through that curveball. Through your family, through yes. your kids, through the things that you do in life, honestly. You yeah. know, anything you can do to try to mm-hmm. better the future of the next uh, people that are coming after you. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel mm-hmm. is the meaning of life. Not necessarily you, you're just playing a part in the bigger concept of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm actually reading a book on the meaning of life right now, um, but it's oh. through the through the perspective of um, a man who was in the concentration camp in uh, World War II. Um, this uh, guy, this psychoanalyst or psychologist uh, named Viktor Frankl, 
And it's interesting, one thing he suggests in terms of trying to narrow down on the meaning of life is ask yourself if you were 80, 80 or 90 and on your deathbed and you were looking back on yourself right now, what would you think about the decisions you're making? And, um, right. you know, that it's interesting to kind of phrase it that way because it's like whatever direction you're going, it will have implications. But no matter at what mm -hmm. point in life you look at that from a future perspective, you could actually find that your life does have meaning, I guess. That's what he's trying to go for. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, and yeah. even and even like to to continue on that topic yeah. for a little bit, yeah. just like the things you see in life, you know, you go through things in life and you kind of pick out the good from the bad, you know, and you decide what kind of person you want to be, yeah. or what kind of person you want people to to see you become or see what kind of person you are. You know, I've always been the type of person that's just learned from other people's mistakes. So it's kind of like, well, I seen what that did to that person. So maybe I won't do that. You know, um, never been too curious when it comes to, you know, things in life, when it comes to like, you know, drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, just because I've seen so much of it around me that I know what I, what I don't want to do and what I do want to do, you know, and it's just, uh, I've seen a lot of negative impacts, negative things that have had impacted people's lives and, you know, I just try to uh, live above that and be more positive with everything. So, yeah. Good answer. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> let's shift gears a little bit and um, start to uh, talk about Bloom a little bit. So um, yeah. was Bloom, um, was that the first film project that you ever worked on? Um, or had you worked on previous projects before that? Yeah, I had worked on previous projects, um, a lot of independent stuff, short films, commercials, um, okay. voiceover work. Um, I actually did episodes for YouTube for a um, independent YouTube um, show, like a series. Um, that one was fun. Mm. Um, nice. I had to deal with like real life situations, you know, like uh, couples and families and stuff like that. So I have worked on various projects, yeah. So um, when you came, um, when you came across Bloom, uh, what drew you to this project? Or is this something that Chris reached out to you about? Or did you come across it? How did you get involved? Well, I don't, I don't remember exactly how I came across it. I remember I did come across it somewhere. Um, maybe on one of the platforms that I always look for, um, you know, job offers when it comes to the like, casting calls. Um, I, I believe I, I submitted a resume and a headshot like I usually do. And, uh, mm. Chris might've reached out to me and I guess we spoke about it. I don't remember. I, I did do an audition, I believe. Mm -hmm. I did an audition. It was, uh, it was not a normal audition though. Oh, it was, it was a little different. <laughs> Chris, what did yeah, you make you do? <laughs> it was a little different. It was like, I don't know. Chris was like uh, trying to see like outside the box, I think. And he was, mm -hmm. I don't even think I played the character I was supposed to play. He like made me play a different character, I think. Yeah. And, um, he's like, how would you do this? You know, you're in this, this scenario. How would you do it? Or like he brought somebody else in and... Um, yeah, it was it was definitely different. I don't remember all the facts about it, but um, I think me and Chris actually bonded pretty well. You know, um, when it came down for me to um, 
accept or deny the um, the role, uh, we met up and, you know, Chris had break, uh, broken down everything about it. He's like, is this something that you're interested in? I had asked some questions. He gave me the answers and um, I just pursued it from there, you know. Um, that was the process. I, I became interested in it, but not only because, you know, I felt a good vibe from Chris. Usually you feel out, you know, the project and the, and the process of it. I felt a good vibe, but not only that, it was, um, it was a character that I felt that I can not personally relate to, but I felt that I could relate to just because of the things that I've seen in my life, you know? So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the character that um, you played in Bloom. Um, I believe your character's name was Zed, right? You played Zed? Yeah, Zed, uh, Zed Romero, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Was so his whole name. Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your character um, and who he was? Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you what I can remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I can remember. Uh, first, I want to say um, when it came to actually picking out the character's name, I like that Chris actually gave me a choice. Mm -hmm. Oh. I believe... I believe he gave me a couple of names, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, how do you feel about this? Or how do you feel about that? And uh, we ended up picking Zed Romero. So that was something that I liked uh, when it came to a director. I feel like Chris had a lot of input and um, that's good because you kind of want to get down to breaking down that character to see who that character really is, you know? You always got to remember as, a, as an actor, you're trying to portray and, and act out somebody that you've never met before, really, you know, unless the story is about you, you know. I remember about the character was he had a rough life. He was into drugs. Um, he was into drugs. He had a, he had a, I guess, a lover or a girlfriend that, um, if I'm not mistaken, we'd always try to like put him down and things were never working out the way they were supposed to. Um, I guess in conclusion for that character that I remember, um, an accident happened with um, that character's child. Yeah, I believe he, he dealt with that trauma in his head, you know, and he, he, um, he felt insecure. He didn't feel like he was himself. He, um, he second guessed his, um, you know, his uh, manliness and didn't know, you know, which side of the fence he landed within relationships and stuff. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, there's things that I can relate to in my life due to other people in my life, mm -hmm. um, the whole drug aspect and stuff like that. Uh, it's things that you see, you know, growing up and you kind of try to, you know, stay away from those things. But um, I guess... Um, the whole the whole bartending aspect. Chris actually uh, signed me up for bartending classes. <laughs> I believe I finished like I want to say fifty to sixty percent of it, just because of the whole time thing. It was yeah. never it was never working out because of my whole my my job at the time. And um, but I uh, actually learned a lot from the whole bartending thing and um, used I guess those skills to bartend in the film. He had issues. You know, um, that was something that I can relate to as well. You know, a lot of people have issues, you know, even if you think your life is, you know, perfect, you still have issues, you know, there's some things inside that you got to fix. 
Um, anything that stood out like that? I mean, yeah, that was something. I, I think that was the most that actually attracted me to that character was that aspect that he had problems, you know, that he had a vulnerability, that he wasn't perfect. He wasn't the, you know, the jock in, in high school or whatever, you know, he was, he was broken, you know, and that's something that I could relate to, you know. Was there anything challenging about the character? Did you have it? Did you struggle with anything? Um, I feel like I struggled. The most I struggled with, with those scenes was when I had to like, I guess, cry on cue. That was tough for me. Now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it almost felt like Chris wanted, <laughs> it almost felt like Chris wanted those tears to come out, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it was tough. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I guess that was the toughest thing because I couldn't, I couldn't find it within myself to build that up and mm -hmm. just let it out. But um, yeah. I did the best that I could, Yeah. you know, um, and I think that was the most challenging part of it, you know, of, of that whole um, experience with the film was that. I think it was effective in that particular scene. And that's the scene between you and Victor in the car towards the end of the film. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the thing that helps that scene is that it is so long that, um, yeah, I think if Victor was talking about it last time, by the end, he's exhausted. <laughs> so it, it's kind of oh, like yeah. you're emotionally breaking down anyway, because you're doing the scene, <laughs> you know? I don't know if you saw Zed in this way, but it was, it was interesting. You know, it's, I mean, usually when you take on an actor takes on a character, they have to try to find some way to like whatever they're portraying. Um, <laughs> but I found what was interesting about him is, is he's a person who's trying to give advice or, you know, he's talking about going to the point of advising children um, mm -hmm. you know, who are going through trauma on what they're going to be doing to get out of their problems and yet, you know, he's still kind of in his own problems. And I, I think it's the, the scene in the car, I keep coming back to that because um, it's mm -hmm. so interesting that your character, I mean, he gets angry. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's almost more like he's not really advising at, at a certain point. He's now trying to control the situation. And we talked about mm -hmm. Victor with this on the last episode. It's a scene more about dominance than love. Um, I don't know if you can right. speak to that side of the character. Um, well, I think I put myself in a situation where what if, what if someone was doing that to me? Yeah. You know, um, I think that's where I went with that. It was like, well, what if someone was doing this to me, you know, or Zed in that aspect, right? The characters, mm -hmm. would he be okay with it? And obviously not, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be okay with it, man. You know, he wouldn't be okay with it. So that's kind of how I, I took it. I got defensive. I was like, Hey man, what the hell, you know, back up, bro. You know? It was kind of like in that aspect and yeah, it's true. It, it kind of, you kind of lost that whole, you know, uh, Zed giving advice. It's true. Cause he was always trying to talk to people at the bar and like give them advice mm -hmm. and was friendly. And I think, I think at that point he was just fed up with this guy, mm -hmm. you know? And that's when he just kind of exploded at that point. He's like, listen, I'm not going to keep getting harassed by you. I'm not going to let you keep, you know, controlling my life, man. Enough is enough, you know, regardless of what happens when everything is, is said and done, you know, that's it. I'm done, man, you know, and that's where it kind of and went in that direction. So I, I don't even think I realized it until after it was made, but the film is kind of a subversion and misleading, <laughs> um, not in terms of your character, but just in terms of 
what it proposes itself to be about. It's about this woman who experienced sexual assault and wrote a book about it. Yet mm -hmm. we never, what I'm setting up for is to kind of revisit her traumas, mm -hmm. but the person who gets sexually assaulted is your character. <laughs> right. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much you want to speak about that. You know, just say, you know, the depiction of sexual assault in films and um, you know, if I guess how you, I don't know how you experience that, what you take away from that. And um, I don't know. Well, I feel, <laughs> I feel like when it comes to a man being sexually assaulted, um, it's taken lightly, you know, in, in real, in, in, in the real reality of our world or in movies, it's like, well, get over it, buddy. You know, but if it's like, if it's a female, you know, a female character or a woman that got, you know, sexually assaulted, it impacts people. It's mm -hmm. like, whoa, what's going on there? That's wrong. You know, you need to stop that. That needs to stop, you know? And, um, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess you got to kind of look at it from both sides as a person, you know, it's like, it's wrong. Either way, it's wrong, you know, either way, it's wrong, you know, and, you know, that has to be addressed regardless of, you know, man or woman or male and female, it's wrong, you know, it's just not right. It's not okay. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure men, men or boys deal with trauma as well. You know, I, I don't think it's uh, something that we speak about, you know, mm -hmm. in our culture, in our society, it's not spoken about a lot just because, you know, I think men are portrayed as these uh, manly men that like, you know, don't care about anything and stuff or don't have feelings and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, everybody is a person. Everybody has emotions. Everybody has feelings. Everybody goes through things, you know, and that's something that we have to try to, you know, bring out to the light, male or female. So I feel in that aspect, it's something that, you know, it has a sense of seriousness to it, you know. There was a there was a couple there was a scene there was a scene where I didn't feel comfortable doing just because of my whole you know situation in my personal life mm -hmm. I didn't want to disrespect anybody so yeah you know we spoke about that and you know and I'm glad you understood that you know yeah it's just something that I have to take into consideration because I don't want to offend anybody or hurt anybody's feelings you know and uh, possibly you know cause damage to anybody in that aspect so that was something that i, I appreciated that you respected you know mm -hmm. yes yes i was being the actor but you know there's also reality you have to deal with you know and yeah sometimes you you don't want to deal with those consequences later on so but yeah. uh, other than that i mean it was it was good they made it easy you know they made it easy I think it's interesting what, you know, what you're mentioning there, when you get into a situation when an actor has a certain, um, what do you call it? Uh, you could say prerequisite, or I guess you could say even limitation to a certain extent in terms of how you, de how you deal with that. And it's less like, right. I mean, it's like if you're running a business, um, for instance, and you want like to, you know, work with a certain person, well, it's, it's kind of a back and forth and it's like weighing right. the pros and cons and stuff. I mean, I wanted you in the role. You had definitely had, you know, so many strengths, uh, to invest in. And so then I have to become kind of like Alfred Hitchcock in that sense, not, not in the sense that he's like a controlling freak, but he uses the power right. of suggestion to get his point across. And right. what can I do on in the most minimal level to still communicate that without being, I guess, as, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, 
forward, overt <laughs> about what I'm trying right. to say. So sometimes you can still achieve it with, you know, less. And I think that's, that's right. important to re recognize. And that was something that was something that I, you know, that I appreciated, you know, that you didn't get offended by, you know, me asking for that kind of like, you know, we, we talked about it and I was like, Hey, I don't really feel comfortable about this. And mm -hmm. like, hey, that's okay. Let's try to, let's try to do it this way. And I was like, okay, that can work. You know, I was such a brutal liar. Um, this film, uh, <laughs> because it was a short <laughs> film. It was a long short. And then, uh, then it was, well, was it really a supposed to be a short film. <laughs> yes. So, so it was really supposed to be a short film, but it ended up being a feature. Yeah. But I think it works out as a feature. It was, yeah. I, I learned a lot, man, working with you and your cast. You know, yeah. I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is what it really comes down to when you mm -hmm. shoot like an actual film. I, I think what I'm speaking to, too, and, um, you know, like just as, as there's like improvisation in the film and the fact that, you know, I made something that maybe I didn't intend, um, that's all reflected. I think there's a lot of and a lot of stuff in this film that's so under the surface that's not just like calling attention to itself and i think that's because i was unconscious of what i was doing <laughs> you know um well but, i think it worked you know, out to your favor man. yeah i think you so know? <laughs> it worked out great yeah. so whatever you did keep yeah. keep it keep doing that man you know <laughs> well the thing is you can't think about it <laughs> yeah so, and sometimes you just have to think a lot yeah. so <laughs> yeah are you are you the type of person that thinks a lot you yeah. think yeah um, i think i think um when it comes to that, I try to think about things too. Sometimes I overthink things. Yeah. But I've gotten to the point where it's like, stop being, <laughs> stop being so, you know, adamant about perfection. Yeah. Like when it comes to releasing things, like when going back to music or anything, it's like, I recently started doing, uh, I guess, vlog episodes, right? And they're kind of like music. Uh, producer vlogs you know like you go about your day you sh you film it you know you do a beat or you know a tutorial whatever and you release it so you know I got to the point where I was doing it for like a year right I was doing this for a year and I haven't released anything right mm -hmm. so I got to the point where I was like man I'm just hoarding up all this all these videos stop trying to overthink it and just release it exactly and I just started yeah. doing it that's it, you know, and, and I just kind of got the ball rolling and keep doing it. That's it, you know. To, to what you're saying about like overthinking, I, I, I definitely have tried to address it with structure um, and I allow myself certain amounts of time to overthink. Um, and because mm -hmm. I, I, the thing is, I don't decree it. I don't look at that part of myself and say that's ugly um, because it right. serves a use. Yeah, I think it comes down to discipline because um, you do have to be disciplined enough to to get it done, you know? Yeah. Like, all right, I have this amount of time. Like you said, it comes back to you have this amount of time to think, to plan, to act, and to do, you know? And just do it, release it, you know? So it all comes down to discipline. I feel like that, I can relate with that because even when it comes to, you know, making music, content, or even you know, uh, reviewing a script and, and looking it over, uh, repeating the lines, that's discipline. Mm -hmm. That's something that you, you're motivated enough to be disciplined into doing, you yeah. know? So 
yeah, it comes down to that, man. It really does. You know? I, and I, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of parents say this. I'll, maybe I'll even let you know that some relatives of mine have even said, uh, you know, I should go into the army. <laughs> and it's interesting. A lot of them have given the <laughs> suggestion, but it's like, I, I don't know necessarily where it came from. And it's important when somebody gives a suggestion like that, I think, to understand what they're really trying to say and not just like, yeah, go overseas and, you know, go to a war or something. Uh, it has right. to do with learning discipline. And that's something I don't think I've ever had any extensive training in. It's more been personalized, but I am considering taking up um, like samurai training or something. I want to learn how to work with like a sword or something. Um, and just, oh, wow. cause I, I think that it, sounds... that's, that's something that would take a lot Pretty of cool. discipline. <laughs> oh, you know? for sure. Yeah. I was, I was actually going to say that like a martial arts, like yeah. I do um, MMA mixed martial arts. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, kickboxing, boxing, and you have to be disciplined. You have to show up. You have to do the work that they ask you to do. You have to practice, you know. I got a, I got a bag at home, a punching bag at home that, you know, I do things with, and you have to d be disciplined enough to be fit. I'm also just very in interested in um, Bushido, which is the samurai code, and the mm. amount of, um, what do you call it, uh, character, uh, development that's involved in it. I mean, it, it's an, this entire culture behind it, entire history. Right. There's, there's so much to learn and, you know, take in. I mean, a, a lot of what I'm studying right now has to do with that kind of um, things that underpin cultures in terms of what they hold to be universally important. Um, another thing I'm looking into is something called spiritual alchemy, which I've actually found connections with that and um, story structure and the way people give advice on that it all kind of stems back to this idea of um, spiritual alchemy. And it's been an easier way for me to understand that has actually helped my writing and stuff. So sometimes in looking in a different direction, I think it can help you figure out what you're working on. That's right in front of your face, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. I guess that's something that it's good to think about it. That way. You know, I've always, I think I've always liked the fact that you are always um, trying to read different things, you know? like you're always trying to strive for knowledge or like other things other ways of thinking and that's great because like you said you can incorporate that in your writing and your directing and everything so that's great man i applaud you for that yeah. reading yeah. also teaches empathy and i think that's something our culture has forgot <laughs> i know what you mean yeah. because yeah. i see this generation it's like you ask any kid even even my kid like when's the last <laughs> time you read a book when's the last time you read a book yeah. For summer reading, maybe a few chapters. Let's be let's be real. Or maybe in class, a paragraph or two just to do the essay or the assignment. Nobody ever reads anymore. You know, I feel like that's something that our I guess our, our culture and our you know our, our people is, is lose we're losing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like who's reading? Nobody. When's the last time that I read a book? Man, I don't even remember. <laughs> the most I do is the most I do is maybe read the Bible here and there. Yeah. Or the scripts that I get, you know, but when I, when it comes down to sitting down to physically read a book, man, it's been, a, it's been a long time. I feel like that's something that I might want to get back into as well. Mm -hmm. You know, Abner, what, what are your, do you have any projects cooking right now? Or do you have any next steps or um, future plans that aren't that far off into the distant that you're looking to accomplish or anything like that? Um yeah man um so as of right now i'm working on uh just going over some lines for a film i'm in uh, a feature film i'm in 
Um, I'm actually playing um, a terrorist, and I'm also vlogging a lot lately. Just um, just vlogging about the day, making beats, um, editing a lot of videos. So I've gotten pretty good with video editing, um, and just producing, making beats. You know, projects with that, and it's fun, man. Just trying to stay occupied with that, and you know, um, I'm a family man. I got kids. I got a, a wife, and just trying to be dad of the year every day, you know, <laughs> but um, just balancing a lot right now. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's great. I love it, man. I'm not complaining. I love my life. Uh, God is good. My life is great. You know, I love every day of it. Is there a place we can see your music or, um, you know, keep up with what you're doing um, as a producer? Yeah. YouTube. Um, if you guys go to YouTube under uh, QMP, QMP records, um, it's an independent record label that me and my brother have. Um, you can see all the vlogs there, you know, um, any beats that we put out, any projects that we put out, any old songs, anything that we've put in out, it's there. Or um, you can also check out uh, www.qmprecords.com. Uh, QMP. Yeah, so everything's there, guys. Go check it out. Thank you for listening. For more information about Beyond the Flock Media, check out our website, beyondtheflockmedia.com. Or you can catch the latest news and updates on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Until we meet again, don't forget to flock out! <laughs>